are they? To me, praise has been so good. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Beyond the things that we see or recognize things, he's been so good. Lord, let not your goodness, let not us take your goodness for granted. Because we are here in this sanctuary today because you've been so good. We thank you. We thank you. Come with us now to the book of Acts in the New Testament of the Bible. Chapter 2, verse 14a, and then we go to verses 22 through 32. And listen now. As you stand, if you're able, listen now for the word of the Lord. Peter stood with the 11 apostles and he spoke in a loud and clear voice to the crowd. Verse 22 through 32. He says, now listen to what I have to say about Jesus from Nazareth. God proved that he sent Jesus to you by having him work miracles and wonders and signs. All of you know this. God had already planned and decided that Jesus would be handed over to you. So you took him and you had evil men put him to death on a cross. But God, but God, God set him free from death and raised him to life. Death could not hold him in its power. What David said are really the words of Jesus. I've always, I always see the Lord near me and I will not be afraid with him at my right side because of this. My heart will be glad. My words will be joyful, and I will live in hope. The Lord won't leave me in the grave. I am his holy one, and he won't let my body decay. He's shown me the path to life, and he, he makes me glad by being near me. My friends, it's right for me to speak to you about our ancestor, David. He, he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here. But David was a prophet, and he knew that God had made a promise he would not break. He had told David that someone from his own family would someday be king. David knew this would happen, and so he told us that Christ would be raised to life. He he said that God would not leave him in the grave or let his body decay. All of us can tell you that God has raised Jesus to life. The word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Pray with me now. Lord, as I come before your precious children, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength. And you, you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Use me to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Our sermon topic for today is keep going. Say that. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep moving. Do some action. But don't stop. Don't sit down. And don't give up. As I, as I meditated on this message for today... My mind thought about times many years ago when I was in a Texas-sized thunderstorm. Those nights could start out really peaceful. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly you would hear this awesome sound like a whip cracking across the sky, followed by a loud sound like a cannon going off. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a Texas lightning storm. But I was born and raised in Texas. I've spent 40 years in Texas, and I spent 35 years now in California. And the other few years, I kind of, I don't know, somewhere, I was somewhere. Praise God's holy name. It, it, it's, it's different from a thunderstorm anywhere else, because in a Texas lighting storm, you not only have rain, but you have loud thunder. You not only have the threat of tornadoes, but you have Texas-sized lightning bolts and lightning. Lightning is dangerous. So, beloved, let me confess. Yeah, that was, that was one, one night. Uh, that the weather was, was so violent that I jumped up, picked up my babies, and we ran and we hid in the closet. Yeah, I believe in the Lord God Almighty back then too, but I hid with the Lord in the closet. Well, the storm only lasted a few hours, and then almost as suddenly as it began, the storm passed over. And the, and, and the next day, the next day, we heard on the news just how bad and damaging the storm had been. Oh, like today, they called it back then the worst in recent history at that time. 
That's what we hear all the time now about, well, the events going on in our country. They're the worst in recorded history. And if I remember correctly, uh, there was no loss of life in that storm, and, and that was a blessing. And as we hear and see on the news today, there are severe weather warnings and reports all over this country. And we want all of you who are worshiping with us, we want you to know if you are in an affected area, we're praying for you. We're praying for you today to be covered under God's arms of shelter. I want you to be safe and blessed through it all. In Jesus' name, we pray for you. However, now, there was, there, there was also another blessing. Doing the damage, doing the damage that, that we could notice after any storm, even after the mildest storm, and that is how fresh and clean and clear everything is after a storm. Here in the beautiful San Fernando Valley, after the rainstorm, or after it rains hard, you can see mountains that you didn't even know existed when it's over. You can see clouds that are so white, they just astound you. You can see so far that you just can't believe it. I remember after one of our big rains recently, I looked out my window and I looked up at the heavens and I, I remember that God said the heaven declares his glory. And I looked out, the clouds were so white, the sky was so blue. I said, oh, you've showing out now. He wants us to see him. He wants us to recognize his power and to give him Glory. Oh, you can see so far that you can't believe it. It's always clearest after a storm. Storms just have a way of cleaning out all the stuff in the atmosphere. Have you, have you noticed that? Well, now, child of God, I said all of that by way of just introducing you to our scripture reading, which is taken from the book of Acts. In this scripture, in this scripture text, we have a portion of the sermon that Pastor Simon Peter preached after Jesus had been raised from the dead on, on Easter Sunday and after the Holy Spirit came upon them on the day of Pentecost. And what I want, what I want us to understand is that when Pastor Simon Peter preached this message, it was during a period right after a storm. Oh, I'm not talking about an actual weather storm as, as it is in the natural, so it is in the natural. But, but I'm speaking of a spiritual storm a spiritual storm in the lives of Jesus' disciples. Have you ever been in a spiritual storm? Let me tell you what it is. Times when you doubted the promises of God found in the Bible. I'll never leave you, I'll forsake you, and there you are wondering, Lord, where are you? 
When you, when you wonder, Lord, why me? I take two steps forward and then I have to go ten steps backwards. What's going on? You know, when you felt like giving up, like, like throwing in the towel, when you quit coming to church, when you couldn't wait on the Lord. I, I'm speaking of an emotional and a psychological storm. I'm speaking of a emotional storm. Let me ask you again. Have you ever been in an emotional or psychological storm? If you have, say amen. You remember at the time of the time when your, when your hair was falling out? When your stomach full of ulcers, when you screamed and hollered and thought you were going to lose your mind. In fact, it have been somebody who wasn't saved, they would have lost it. The disciples were coming out of a, a storm. And not only did they have to witness their Jesus arrested and crucified, but there was the period of fear and hiding and laying low that occurred after that. But, but now that the storm was over, and because that storm was over, Pastor Peter and the rest of the disciples were able to see more clearly now. You see, God is using the weather to remind us of who's in control so that we can see more clearly. Because you're just able to see more clearly after a storm. Somebody say amen. So, and what we have in this powerful sermon that Pastor Peter preached on that day are a few things that the disciples can see more clearly now that the storm is over. Well, today we're just going to hear about a few of those things that we, that we discover in this text. Well, one thing that we can see more clearly, according to Pastor Peter, was... God always knows what he's doing or what he's allowing. God always knows what he's doing or what he's allowing. Even when things look like they've fallen apart. God always knows. When and where and why things are happening in our lives. Listen to, listen to how uh, Pastor Peter said it. He said it. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs which God did through Jesus in your presence. So that you would know and believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. This Jesus was delivered up according to the divine plan and foreknowledge of God. Jesus went to the cross. It was in the plan, and God knew all about it. Now, the key, the key, the key thought in this text is that Jesus was delivered up. Jesus rose from the dead according to the definite plan and foreknowledge 
of God Almighty. In other words, in other words now, Pastor Peter is saying, now that we look back upon it, now that we look back upon it, we realize now that God knew exactly what was happening. And not only that, but God knew exactly what he was doing at every moment of the crisis. God knows. God always knows. Say that. God always knows. When we don't know, when we don't understand, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. My dear child, listen now. Listen to me. I don't, I don't know about you, but I find this to be a very encouraging and comforting thought. Just because we find ourselves in a mess, sick, busted, and disgusted, it doesn't mean that God is no longer in control. When you are a tither, you don't have to worry about your finances. Don't you know God is still in control? When you give God praise, don't you know that God is still in control? When our praises go up, blessings come down. When you're faithful in the church, you must know that God is still in control. When you give your life to Jesus and surrender all that is within you, God takes control of our life. And that's why the Bible says to us, do not be anxious about anything. Isn't that hard? Do not be anxious about anything. But by prayer and petition, it means keep on praying, keep on praying. But do it with thanksgiving. We present our request to God. And then something happens when we say, Lord, here it is. I can't deal with it anymore. It's too heavy for me to carry. I'm going to leave it at your feet. And I'm going to trust you, God, to take care of it. Then there's that peace that the Bible talks about. That peace that passes all understanding. It will guard your heart and your minds and Christ Jesus, you might be going through something now, beloved. But it's all a part of God's plan. <laughs> God is setting us up for a miracle. Oh, say, I expect a miracle. Oh, I expect a miracle. Pastor Peter and the disciples were able to see that even though there was a crisis, God had a plan. But that was not the only thing that Pastor Peter and the rest were able to see now that the storm was, was over. Ah, the second thing they were able to see was God is always winning. Even when it looks to us uh, like we're losing. Oh, God is always winning, even when it looks like he's losing. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. I don't know about you, but sometimes I look at movies. The Matrix series is one of my, my favorite, you know, movies. I don't know everybody's name and everything, but I, you know, at the end of it, when the good is fighting the bad, 
always say, now that's Jesus and that's the devil. And I say in my mind, and sometimes the good person get all beat up. But in the end, strength comes from somewhere. Oh, and God wins. Every time God wins. Ah, and so the word continues. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. Then you crucified him and you killed him by the hands of lawless men. I just love that, but God. Say that, but God. But God raised. Raised him up. Having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible for Jesus to be held in death. Oh, my beloved, keep in mind that all of this is hindsight now. This is after Easter. <laughs> Some folk love Easter, but you can't have Easter without Good Friday. <laughs> oh, my beloved, keep in mind that all oh, Peter is saying now that the storm is over. And now we can look back upon it. And we see now that when it looked like everything we had hoped for was being torn to pieces, when it, when it looked like the foundation we had laid was being shattered and scattered, when it looked like our Lord and Master Jesus Christ was being put to death forever, God was getting ready. He getting ready to deliver his knockout punch. To the forces of evil. Oh, when it looked like the Lord was losing, he was winning all the time. Oh, glory, glory to God. Sometimes I, I said, sometimes in our lives, it, it looks like no matter how hard we try, we're going to lose anyway. I said, it looks like. But I want to remember what the old folk used to say. Looking back, I can see clearly that they knew more than I ever thought they knew. Hallelujah to God. Looking back, some of the things they said that I didn't believe when I was young, I know were true because I'm old. Oh, looking back, I remember the old folks used to say, you just have to run on and see what the end is going to be. Hallelujah. If you love the Lord, you just keep going until you see what the end is going to be. That's why. That's what I'm preaching today to you and to myself. When it looks like we are going to lose it. When it feels like we can't take no more. If we just keep going, keep, keep moving, keep running on until we see what the end's going to be. Because I guarantee you, there's victory with God at the end. God always wins. And we too will win because we are on God's side. And when you're on God's side, guess what? He's on your side. Oh, and never forget the fact 
It's a time to wake up Christians. It's a powerful fact. God always wins. Let me hear you say that. God always wins. Well, beloved, there's a story I just want to share with you real, real quickly. There's a story about a crew of people out on the sea on a private yacht. It was a private pleasure cruise <laughs> whose boat got stuck in some debris and they found that the boat was damaged and, and that the boat was sinking. And they had to, to lower their life raft and get in it and they were out there in the sea and they were afloat for more than a day out there, many miles from the shoreline. It was a trying time. They were not sure if that, their mayday call got through, that the food and water ran out. They, they were cold and wet. And the night, the night was so dark. The night was so dark they could not see anything. But then, then, then they heard this switching sound out in the ocean and then they felt something bump the, the lifeboat they were in and suddenly someone screamed out. They said, it's sharks! It's sharks! Sharks were buzzing around in the boat in search of a meal. Naturally, everyone in the boat, both men and women, went into just hysterics. They started screaming and hollering as loud as they could. Help, help, help me, somebody. Help us. Are we going to die? And off in the distance, I said off in the distance, not too far away, to be seen in the pitch black darkness of the night. A rescue ship had been searching for them. They were about to give up because they couldn't see a thing. But just as they were about to give up, someone on deck of the rescue ship heard this faint, barely audible screaming from somewhere in the darkness. And he said, he said, be quiet, be quiet, everybody. I think. I think I hear something. And they, they pull their rescue ship around in the direction of the screams. And their searchlight started searching the waves until they came up on this little lifeboat full of about seven hungry, cold, screaming, dying people. They were rescued that night. Rescued from the most trying night of their lives. And then several months later, while they were reflecting on that night, somebody said, somebody said, you know what? You know what, if we think about it, if we think about it now, if we just look back upon it, if it wasn't for those sharks, 
if it hadn't been for those man-eating sharks trying to eat us, we never would have been rescued. Oh, listen, beloved, thank God in all situations. You know why? Because it has not been for the rain in your life. You and I wouldn't know how to appreciate the sunshine. If it hadn't been for the storms in our lives, we wouldn't know how to appreciate the peace and the calm. If it had not been for the downs, we wouldn't know how to appreciate the ups. If it hadn't been for the sickness, we wouldn't know how to praise God for our healing. Oh, somebody needs to say amen. If it had not been. And so when we go through the storm, Remember, we can always see more clearly what blessings are on the other side or on up the road. We just have to keep going. Keep going. See what the end's going to be. God's not through with any of us yet. He wants us to keep going you know how I know? Because we all still here. Just keep going. Keep going and see what the end's going to be. If God is for us, who can be against us? Just keep on going. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give in. Keep going. Keep going. Listen, the Bible says the race is not given to the swift but to the one who endures to the end. Never give up, but keep going because God is with us. Tell yourself, say, I must keep on because God is with me. And so, beloved, in times like these, we need to remember all the promises of God and sing with the songwriter who says, a whole lot's going on in my life, and, and I'm a little tired, but if I look back and remember, I really I don't, I don't feel no ways tired I'm sick I'm temporarily out of cash my rent's due groceries low bills everywhere children acting up job getting on my nerves everybody needs me gain too much weight doing COVID but I got Jesus <laughs> I got Jesus and that's enough. I got Jesus. So when trouble comes on every hand, I feel like something kicks in in my spirit when my physical body is weary. My soul cries out 
I don't feel. Tired, I feel like. energy I seem to have and yet I, I push myself then that makes me even tired and then when everything comes down though trials come I've been through a lot this year. I'm going to tell you, you don't even know. On every hand. Because I know him. Because I love him. Because he's real to me. I feel like in the midst of all of it, I feel like. in your walk you didn't have before. He'll give you a determination to keep on keeping on that only he could give. When trials come and they come on every cannot give up is to know the Lord. The only way you cannot give in is to have Jesus on your side. The only way you can keep going on is to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm a witness. I couldn't have made it in my humanness alone. If it had not been, I say this all the time, for the Lord, hallelujah, glory, for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I'd be. I feel like going on. With the Lord, you can feel like getting up. God has a plan for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and, and a future. He'll give you the energy 
anyhow. See, that, that's the difference in a Christian and a non-Christian. People ought to look at our lives and when they find out what was going on, <laughs> they say, I had no idea. When I saw you, you had a smile on your face. When I saw you, you were doing the holy dance. Ah, when I saw you, working hard. Only God. Only Just the other day, I didn't feel too good. But Lord, today I... you can be in the world today is to be is to not be in a relationship with the Lord and so I encourage you God said I didn't come to save the righteous <laughs> uh, <laughs> I came to save the lost Fix it to where you can keep going on. Can nobody do it like you? You fix it to where you can keep going on. 
If you are here or if you're listening, we invite you to give. And we're asking you to give what doesn't belong to you in the first place. It's God's gift card. It's offering and it's tithes. Because he loves a cheerful giver. And as you hold on, just keep holding on. This week weeks to come we will be praying for you even though we don't know your name and we pray mostly that you will come to the Lord and surrender Let us stand. Oh, beloved, as we, we leave this place now, girded up and, and inspired and filled with a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Remember, God has a plan for your life. And remember, God is always winning. Be careful the company you keep. God <laughs> has all power in his hands. Praise, worship him this day and every day. Let the church say, like his word let the church say amen amen so be it